Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the host of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic. We drink a new little fun bevy. And this week, you guys, we're getting into it. We are talking about birth. Childbirth. Childbirth. Everything you wanted to know about giving birth, the stages of labor, how to prepare for childbirth, and what to expect when it happens. Yeah. Natalie and I are not in this stage of life. I've never done this. Yet. But again, with women's health, we really just aren't taught anything about anything. They don't teach you shit. And I just feel like I, I really, I think I know what to expect from TV and movies. Right. I have a friend who recently had a baby, and she was like, I knew not one single thing. It's terrifying. I know. It's terrifying. So for anyone else who knows little to nothing, this is for this you. This is for you. <laughs> or maybe maybe you. if you think you do know stuff, you'll probably learn I'm, from yeah. new things. I'm, I'm really curious. Yes. And I'm also curious what the drink is. Okay, well, guess what? Trader Joe's now has seasonal bevs. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is called Something Spritzy, a sparkling festive beverage. You don't like sparkling waters, though. Um, No, but this, I don't know. You know, I've run. There, this is really it. There's no flavor on it. It's just festive. Well, it says it's a oh. grapefruit. Cranberry orange juice. Oh, I'm gonna like and aromatic bitter flavors. They probably this is like a good um, mocktail or like cocktail kind of mixer kind of vibe. You like grapefruit? Mm, Yeah, I do. I don't really fuck with grapefruit, but oh, mm -hmm. is it something spritzy? Mm -hmm. It's something spritzy. It says propose a toast. To your celebration with a mocktail. Oh, it is a mocktail. Yeah, with its buoyant blend of bubbles, festive fruit juice concentrates, and bitter flavors, oh. Trader Joe's something spritzy is out here making spirits bright in any season. Oh, Sons, I get it. Spirits. Spirits. I get it. All right. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I really was convinced that I was out of drinks at Trader Joe's, but then they said, hey, <laughs> we've they, got a seasonal Tr- bev. Trader Joe's was listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and, and they, they said... Like, Wow, we we are really dropping the ball here. <laughs> we step so. up our game for Natalie. Yeah, so we've got something spritzy. Wow, um, I know. I did want to tell you something amazing that happened to me. I really, really would love to hear it. So yesterday was my sister's sweet sixteen, and I was very nervous because I was basically hosting it. I was like putting yeah. it together. I got all the decorations. Yeah, and, like. I got, you know, all the activities planned. And so I was getting dressed before. And earlier in the day, Joe and I had went to Target. We went to CVS. Yep. Um, You know, I had just some high-waisted jeans on and like a sweater. Uh Uh-huh. And I thought, I can't wear this around Mm 16-year-olds. So I have one pair of, I wouldn't say low-rise. I'm going to say medium-rise. Mid-rise. Mid-rise jeans. Uh I put those on. Uh-huh. I put on my Bill Nye shirt because it's kind of funny. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and I tied it in a knot. And I said, Joe, I'm I'm cosplaying today. I'm gonna <laughs> as cos- a youngster. I'm gonna cosplay as a early 20-something or maybe even maybe even a little a late like, teen. Like a 19-year-old. And he was like, 
okay. Give it the old Disney channel. <laughs> yeah. They had like 30-year-olds playing 12-year-olds. Yeah. So I went to the party. Oh, there was like 16 girls there. All that were like 16. And whatever. was hanging out the whole night. Whatever. At the end of the night, I was like, um, so like, you know, like, how, how old do you guys think I am? It got to the point where it was appropriate. Oh, one of the games we were playing was at what age do you think people start not looking forward to their birthdays? Oh. And the and it was like a multiple choice. And the girls were like, um, 21? And I was like, oh, my oh. God. So then I was like, well, how old do you guys think I am? And they were like, oh, like max 20. <gasps> what I tell you? Wow, I really thought you were late teens. I could have. I said, Joe, Joe, are you <laughs> listening to this? Can you say that again a little bit louder? They were like, oh, like 20? And one girl was like, 22? And I was like, I'm 29. Natalie, these girls almost fell out of their chairs. They have no concept of age. Drop. They said, oh my God, you're you're 29. (laughs) As if I told them I had stage four (laughs) cancer. They were like, no, they genuinely like these girlies on TikTok. I'm like, y'all bitches have no clue. They're like, oh, well, when you're like officially old, when you're like 28. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah, they said that you should stop looking forward to your birthday after you turn 21. Some of them said 30. Hmm. But then they said after that, it's They're a in loss. for a real rude awakening. <laughs> then that, the, I, like, it was so genuine, too. Like, they were being so serious when they were, like, like, it was, they wanted to be, like, I'm so sorry. Like, you're 29? <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, what are you going to do? And I'm, like, it's fine, girl. Yes. I'm, like, wow, my right now is really 16. paying off. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I know. I know. People are, like, you, because people have accused me of, like, lying of being older than I am which like thanks but I'm like I think it's really all that all that retinol usage has really paid off yeah I think my outfit played a part in it too Uh uh-huh I think really my cosplaying worked yeah but I also think that they think that 30 year olds are in their head like they look so old yeah but because like the 21 year olds on TikTok look 45 true you know, so I think their age, I think their like perception of age is very skewed. Yeah. That's a nice moment. It was a nice moment. Also terrifying, but nice. Yeah. I just felt like I needed to share that. Yes. Because I was like, you're like, wow. I was really proud of myself. I put a lot of work into looking young. And you put a lot of work into the party. Yes. And it went off well. It went off well. I surprised my sister with a mobile escape room. We discussed it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, She loved it. Oh, I good. I loved it. Yeah, she, when I first surprised her, she was like, oh, oh my God, like, ugh, this is going to be so lame. And I was yeah. like, trust me, just go do it. She did it and she came out and I was like, was it fun? She was like, yeah. That means she loved it. Did all of them get out or no? All of them got out. Oh. And then me and my mom and Joe did it at the end. And we were like, we're going to beat this. We had th- 30 seconds left before we were out was, of time. Yeah. And he was like, that is the closest game we've ever had. Not closer than ours. We had that one where it was literally two seconds left. Like literally. We still really need to do our world tour of those escape rooms. Those were next level. What was the name of the place? We never remember it. Damn. I'll never know. I just know her name was Neve. Her name was Neve. Her name was Neve. It is spelled like Spelled like Nebay or something (laughs) crazy. Okay. So anyway. Okay. Anyways, let's get into... Our topic, which is giving birth. Giving birth. Yes. Well, listen, we're not at this point in our life. We are not. But there's a lot of people we know that are. And I think it's also just something that 
you should know. Oh, 100%. 100%. Especially because most of our listeners are uh, people that potentially will have children one day. I'm 100%. And a lot of this stuff we didn't know. True. So. That's very true. <laughs> let's spread the knowledge. Let's get into some fun, fun facts. Some fun facts first. Well, research done by the American Academy of Pediatrics found that exposure to different flavors while in the womb had an effect on a baby's flavor preferences when beginning to eat solid foods. Which is crazy. My mom was obsessed with raw onions when she was pregnant with me, and I love raw onions. When I was little, I would eat raw onions. Would you ever bite into an onion? I've never done that, but I would if somebody, like, oh. dared me. <laughs> Dare you. <laughs> Another fact is only one in ten mothers experience their water breaking before the onset of labor. In fact, some women will never experience their water breaking. A doctor may have to break the amniotic sac if the cervix has already dilated. Mm-hmm. Which I think another thing, a myth in movies is like you're going to just like start pee your pants. Yeah. In the I, middle of Ikea. Yes. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess I my mom had my sister when I was 14, 15, for, whatever. And her water broke. Oh. She was like laying in bed and she was like, my water broke. And or I peed myself. She actually couldn't tell. And I do think that is, if it does break, you don't, you can't tell. Yeah. Because when you're pregnant too, like you have to pee all the Things time. Things are going, And you're yeah. like, am I peeing? You're or? like, I just, just, you know, <laughs> things could have happened. Another fact is that only 5% of babies are born on their due dates. What was your due date? I was two weeks early. Oh, okay. What was your, oh, you were Christmas. I was Christmas day. Five days early. And that's why you By are? force. Natalie. Natalie born, born on Christmas. Another fact is that cravings come in all shapes and sizes. Literally, some pregnant women develop pick cravings and desire non-food items like soap, paper, and stones. I think the most common thing with pica. Oh, pica. Or maybe it is pica. I've always heard it as pica. It could be pica. I don't know. Is ice. Like chewing on ice. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is like, oh, that. Ice and, like, cold things on my teeth is the Mm. same as, like, nails on a chocolate for me. Oh, I can't do it. Another fun fact is that the most popular day for babies to make their entrance is Tuesday, followed by Thursday, and Sunday is the slowest day, followed by Saturday. Hmm. And I was born on a Tuesday. Wow. Most popular. Most popular. And our last fun fact is that in 2021, more babies arrived in August than in any other month. We have a lot of Leos. All right. Hey. Are you Leos? Um, mm. August could be Leos Virgos. and it could be Virgos. Yeah. Right? Yes. I think it's mostly Leo, though. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into it. So, when is a full term pregnancy? When are you going to have a baby? Yeah. Okay. So, pregnancy usually lasts about 40 weeks, which is 280 days from the first day of your last period, also called. LMP, last menstrual period, to your due date. So your due date is the date that your provider thinks that you will have your baby. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, also known as ACOG, and the Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine, SMFM, (laughs) define a full-term pregnancy as a pregnancy that lasts between 39 weeks and zero days and 40 weeks and six days. So there's like a one-week Full-term window. Window. (laughs) Yes. They also use these definitions to describe 
different terms. So an early term is that your baby was born between 37 weeks and 38 weeks and six days. Full term is between 39 weeks and 40 weeks and six days. Late term is between 41 weeks and 41 and six days. And then post term is anytime born after 42 weeks. I just know whenever I see like those women who are pregnant and they're like even a day over their and they're due like, date, Get it out. like they, it's so, you can think, oh, it's just one more week. No, no, no. no. It's like, no. Also, it's hell. a myth saying that it's nine months because it is, it's, it's actually dead. 10. Yes. It is nine full months. It's not at the ninth month. Yes. It's at the 10th month. Yes. It's cooking in there for nine solid months. Yeah. And I think by the end, you're like, I'm done. You're like, I can't even do another day. Yes. In the past, a pregnancy that lasts anywhere between 37 to 42 weeks was called a term pregnancy. And healthcare providers once thought that that five-week period was safe for most babies to be born. But being pregnant for at least 39 weeks give your baby's body the time it needs to grow and to develop. But again, also, I think the due date thing is is kind of like a guess. They kind of, yeah, it's really like I think a, that's why there's only 5% of babies born on their due dates. Yes, because you have to really know, like, your exact, like, last day of the period plus, like, how far along you— It's like kind of a—it's a swag, a scientific wild-ass guess. <laughs> okay, so how do you prepare— for childbirth. Yeah, there are a lot of ways that you can prepare for childbirth. One, of course, you can take a birthing class. So whether you're a first-time parent or a seasoned pro, it's kind of a good idea to take a childbirth class. Taking a class can support you with preparing for labor physically and emotionally, learn some breathing techniques, pain relief strategies, and how your body prepares for labor with practice contractions, which are known as Braxton Hicks. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that later. You can also create a birth plan. So for some, crafting a birth plan is essential to preparing for labor. Though childbirth can be unpredictable and you may need to deviate from the plan, it helps to have a written record of your preferences and best to provide a copy to your partner, family, and healthcare provider. Yes. Also, you can kind of get ahead of things and take a breastfeeding class. So if you've never breastfed before, breastfeeding classes are an important part of preparing for a baby. These classes teach you about proper latch, how to hold your baby while feeding, and how to know when your baby is getting enough, which I know is a big thing you have to learn, like right when you have the baby and then it's like, now I have to breastfeed. You know? Yeah. It's I, it's, I think it's actually a lot harder than people think. Oh, Like it's 100%. not just like a super easy thing. Next is you can choose your birth location. So you can give birth at home, any unit run by midwives, which is also called a midwifery unit or a birth center, or in a hospital. Your options about where to have your baby will depend on your needs, risks, and to some extent on where you live. If you're healthy and have no complications, so you're low risk, you could consider any of those birth locations. But if you have a medical condition, it's safest to give birth in a hospital where specialists are available. And this is in case you need some sort of treatment during labor. Yeah. And you, you'll, like for you, you're going to be a high risk pregnancy. Yes. Yeah. I would, I would not 
be cleared to have a <laughs> at-home birth. Yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. think. Yeah. No, for sure. And lastly, you can also just visit the hospital if that's what you choose to do. You can set up an appointment for a tour of the hospital and a nurse or the hospital staff will take you through where you will have your baby and what you need to expect while you're there. This will also help you figure out what options are available so that you can plan your birth and also just like figuring out parking and like where am I going to, you know, how am I going to uh-huh. make it yes. in time? Yes. So let's say you have your birth plan, you, you're ready to go, and uh-huh. now you're you're getting into labor. What are the stages of giving birth? Because there are different stages of labor. Yes. So there's you start off with early labor, and the first stage is contractions. So in the context of childbirth, contractions refer to the rhythmic tightening and relaxing of the uterine muscles, and these contractions play a crucial role in the process of labor and delivery. The contractions help in opening or dilating the cervix and guiding the baby through the birth canal. They're also called Braxton Hicks contractions, the earlier ones, and they can actually begin as early as the second trimester. I know, but they're often more noticeable in the third trimester. Braxton Hicks contractions are considered, quote-unquote, practice contractions, like we said earlier. They're irregular. They usually are painless and they do not cause significant dilation. They might be more noticeable as the pregnancy progresses, and they serve to prepare the uterus for labor. But then you go into active labor. So active labor is classified by the intensification of those contractions. So contractions become stronger, longer, and more regular, and cervical dilation increases. So the cervix continues to dilate usually from around four to seven centimeters. Mm-hmm. So for those active labor contractions, once a woman enters active labor, contractions become more intense, regular, and purposeful. These contractions are the ones that lead to the opening of the cervix, like we just said, and eventually the birth of the baby. Unlike Braxton Hicks contractions, active labor contractions are typically more painful and occur at regular intervals. So that's why like people are timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the frequency, duration, and intensity of contractions vary from woman to woman. As labor progresses, contractions often become stronger, longer, and closer together. And women are often advised to time contractions to gauge the progression of labor. And it's important to note that not all contractions are painful. Early contractions and even some contractions during active labor might not be intensely felt, especially if the woman has received pain relief measures like an epidural, um, which we will get back to. Monitoring contractions is a key aspect of assessing the process of labor and ensuring the well-being of both the mother and the baby. So let's go back to the water breaking because what if your water breaks? Right, right, right. So there are a couple different ways that it can happen. So one is before labor begins. So that's, again, a smaller percentage of women. But for some women, it is the first signs of labor. And it can happen at any time before it begins, even a few days before contractions start. And then you can also have it broken during active labor. So for many women, the water breaks after it's already begun, often during that active phase. The amniotic sac may break on its own, or it may be intentionally ruptured by a healthcare provider to help progress labor, especially if the cervix has already dilated significantly. If the water doesn't break on its own, a healthcare provider will perform something called an amniotomy, amniotomy. which artificially ruptures 
Oh, this just sounds like literally makes me cringe. I'm like, oh, God. That almost happened to my godmother. An amniotomy? They put, and it's like a long needle. No. And they, I guess she was laying there and they pulled it out and they're like, all right, we're going to like, it's time. And she saw the needle and her water broke. Oh, her body was like, hell (laughs) fucking off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So what does the, you've done the active labor, your water's broken the whole night. What does the delivery process look like? Okay. So once you've contracted enough to fully dilate the cervix to 10 centimeters, the mother is ready to deliver the baby. This may look like standard pushing or a C-section where the baby is surgically removed. The pushing phase is different for everyone and can be infected by whether it is the mother's first time giving birth or if she's had an epidural. To circle back on that from before, an epidural is the process in which a, she has a way for it, 3.5 to 5.5 inch needle is inserted into the spine to numb the mother from the belly button to the top of the legs. It makes childbirth less painful and can last several hours, but God, is that a horrific image. Oh, God. I know. But it can also prolong labor if the mother cannot feel contractions or um, pushing. Yeah. So, you know, there's pros and cons, and obviously I know there's a huge debate on, like, mom TikTok, mom whatever, social media about whether or not you should do it, but again. It's like everybody can do their own, you know. Do what's right for you. Totally. Do what's right for you. Totally. Okay. So you push. Either You either push, you either have your C-section, and now your baby is out. So what can you expect after giving birth? In, in the hospital, really just for this part, because if you're at home, that's like a whole, you know, that's your own preference. But yes. standard in a hospital. Well, the first hour after giving birth is usually the most eventful. And depending on the hospital where you deliver and your personal preferences, one of two things could happen. So your baby is cleaned and assessed, or your baby is placed directly on your bare chest for you to hold. In the case of a healthy birth, whether vaginally or by cesarean section, it's recommended that your baby be placed on your bare chest as soon as possible. During this time, your baby will be naturally awake and alert, which makes it a great time to bond, and giving immediate skin-to-skin contact offers a variety of health benefits. These benefits include temperature regulation for your baby, less crying overall, more stable heartbeat and breathing, increased blood oxygen levels, more successful initiation of breastfeeding, decreased stress, and increased oxytocin levels, which can also aid in breastfeeding and bonding. One thing that was actually really cool that Joe's um, sister-in-law and brother did, and I don't know, I had never heard of it, but apparently there's this thing called like the crawl. And so you place the baby on your belly and it can like, crawl towards your boob and like find the nipple on its own right after it's born yes like right after it's born and um yeah they did that and he found the nipple and it was like it's a very like instinctual thing the baby can like move its way up oh my god and they were very yeah just things you don't know that's wild i've never heard of that i know well, after a few minutes, the medical staff will take your baby to the side for an examination. The baby will be cleaned, weighed, measure, and be given an APGAR test. The APGAR score is done by observing your baby and looking at activity, heart rate, reflexes, appearance, and breathing. And then the score gives an overall idea of how your baby is do- doing. 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 <laughs> and during this time, you will... 
deliver the placenta. Yes, you're going to have to do a little bit more pushing, and the doctor or midwife will repair any tears that happened during delivery, which can happen and I think is pretty common. You know, I didn't know that you had to do that. I thought that it all kind of came out around the same time. Yeah, it's a separate, I think it's like, yeah, it's minutes later that it comes out. And you have to like deliver it. But I guess unless you have a C-section, I guess they probably just take it all out at once. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, did you know that when they do a C-section, they cut through seven layers of tissue? And they also take all of your organs They take out. all your organs out and they put them on a table next to you. And then they put the, they take the baby out and then they put them all back. It's, you, you literally are like cut in half, basically. It's wild. Do you have to do a C-section? I guess it'll depend. Yeah, it just, you don't know. It'll depend, yeah. I think with, Type 1, it's like sometimes for some reason type 1 babies are huge. Really? <laughs> like the, when the mom has type 1, the baby is just like 10, 10 to 12 oh, pounds. God, like huge. No. Yeah. So in that case, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you never know. You just never know. Yeah. Wowza. Okay, so once everyone is cleaned up, you'll have a chance to breastfeed your baby for the first time if you choose. And then a nurse can help you get situated and help the baby latch onto your breast. Breastfeeding is a learning process for both of you and may not come as naturally as you hope. So don't hesitate to talk to a lactation consultant while in the hospital to get the most advice you can before going home. Other things you can expect while in hospital is you'll typically experience bleeding for a few hours after birth. The nurse will help you get comfortable with pain medication if you want it, ice packs for the perineum, maxi pads, and special underwear so you don't ruin yours. The nurse or your spouse can help you put on your clothes, find a comfortable position, and prepare for visitors. And then before you're discharged from the hospital, your baby will undergo a heel prick to test for a range of disorders, including... And I could never say it. I could never say Phenol, it. Phenylketonuria? I have no idea. PKU. But also hypothyroidism, which I can say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the baby will also get the first dose of the hepatitis B vaccine and have a full pediatric exam before discharge. And if you have a boy, he can be circumcised before you go home as well if you choose. And then obviously during your stay, you're going to complete paperwork that will eventually become your child's birth certificate and social security card. And for a vaginal birth with no complications, you'll be home within 24 to 48 hours. And then And for an uncomplicated C-section, you'll likely go home within two to three days. Yeah, because it's actually a a massive surgery. Yeah, a huge surgery. Mm -hmm. Again, seven layers. Yes. (laughs) And um, just a note that not everyone's birth goes according to plan. And there are so many unforeseen events that could happen, complications, etc. So no matter how your baby comes into the world, you are an absolute badass because childbirth is an achievement. Really, oh they should God. be giving out awards no, for they really every should. single person who's given birth. Or like give them like a gift card to Target or something. Something. At least. It's a it's a real event. It is truly an event. I, I hope was, this wasn't like a horrifying episode. People were like, I'm not doing that. No. no way. Okay. I was I was at speaking of event, I was at an event and I was talking to this lady and she was talking about how she had her kid during the pandemic. At home. And I was like, oh, like on purpose. And she's like, oh, no. I was walking down the stairs 
And I literally started feeling like she had no labor. <gasps> just started coming out. And she said, I was on the stairs and literally all this blood came out and he started coming out and I delivered him myself. <gasps> and my husband and my daughter were out like getting groceries. <laughs> and she called the fire department or she called 911 and the fire department came and like they walked in and she was in a pool of her own blood, but like had delivered the baby fully. Oh Isn't that insane? That was, like, that was like Tiana Taylor. Really? Have you ever seen the video or heard the phone call? No. Oh my gosh. So Tiana Taylor gave birth unexpectedly at home. And she was, now I think they literally just split like last month, but she had that basketball player husband or whatever. And they're like in the bathroom and he's like, um, like, what do I do? Um, she's giving birth. Like, I, and they, they're, and it's so, he's so cute on the phone. Oh. It literally makes you like cry. And he's like, she, the baby's out. Like, and they're like, is he okay? She's like, yes, they're okay. Like, and he was just so cute. It's oh the cutest little God. video. I'll send it to you. I know. I've never heard. I didn't know that that happened to her. Yes. Yes. Like, like, and they just made her get in the bath. They were like, get in the bathtub. Like, and she just gave birth in her bathtub. Yeah. Some people, I like, guess it just really. That's what I'm them, saying. Like, them yeah. Quick. Yeah. I'm just, I wanted to preface for the episode, like, this isn't a perfect world. Like, shit goes crazy. Shit goes crazy. <laughs> shit goes crazy. You can have plans and the plans just don't. That's not how they go. At all. There was somebody else. Oh, another friend that I have. She had a doula and she was at home and she was like, she had her water break and she was like in labor. And the doula was like, no, it's not time to go yet to the hospital or whatever. Um, I'm going to go get lunch and then I'll come back in like probably like a few hours, whatever. So she goes to get lunch and like 20 minutes later, my friend's like, no, this is like way like this. There's no way that this isn't coming right now. Like this is <gasps> insane. So she goes to the hospital and literally walks into the hospital and the baby was born three minutes later. Mm. Three minutes. She said as she was walking in, she could feel it like <laughs> cu- like falling down. <laughs> crazy. Isn't that crazy? Also, the other thing that's so crazy to me is those like phantom pregnancies. Yeah. Where they don't know that they're pregnant. scares me. I know. How does that happen? Oh, you're, so no, we're actually talking about different things. You're talking about the people who don't show any. They literally have a baby one day and they had no idea. Teen girls a lot. I wonder why. I went to a girl at college that that happened. Yeah, like when you're young, I feel like they like don't get big or like the baby's like getting born like behind your rib cage. You never like, it never comes out. But I'm talking about how people want to be pregnant so bad that they believe it and their bellies get big. Oh, I didn't know about that. (laughs) I think, I thought that was called a phantom pregnancy. Oh, maybe that is a phantom pregnancy. I know that happens to dogs. Yeah, where, and people just like, Get like a pregnancy. Yes, and they get big and they get all the symptoms and they miss their period and then they're like not pregnant. Oh my God, that's so bizarre. I know. And like that, that scares me. That's probably a phantom pregnant. I don't know what the one I'm thinking of, but I you know, know what you're talking yes. about. Though. That, it's just like a. I've seen girls on TikTok. pregnancy. Yes. I've seen girls that are like, I was like 15. Yes. And I just was like in my bathtub. I didn't, do, they, do you ever like go through their scrolls and they're like, oh, this is me six months pregnant at like prom. And like they're wearing like a tight dress. Yes. Like, what? Yes. I know. Well, the girl that I went to college with, I remember before she had the baby, like that semester she was, she made one comment. She's like, oh, my God, I have, like, got to stop with the snacks because <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> she's like, I'm just, like, kind of, like, 
packing on the pounds. But it but she but she wasn't like pregnancy. Yeah. She was actually so tiny. So she just thought that she was like as she because I remember she was eating flaming hot Cheetos. She was like eating a bag and she's like, I have got to cool it. <laughs> And then it was like, oh, it turns out she was like seven months pregnant. That's so crazy. Crazy. Wild. I know. Okay, you guys. Well, we hope you learned more about childbirth, the stages of labor, and what to expect when you're getting ready to deliver. Let's uh, circle back on the something spritzy. I will say I've been like try- holding in like burps, honestly, just because it's, it's so carbonated. Yes, yeah, so I'm like, whoo. And announce our... Hottie of the Week, who's a baby daddy. So he is. He's, um, we were also shocked that he's not been one. I know. It's Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. I really thought we had done him at some point, but I guess not. I don't think so. We really searched through the archives and we were like, never did him. Never done him. And he's a certified baby daddy. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Um, I love this. It's I, very good. It's, I actually don't hate it. It's kind of along those lines of like that kin euphoric stuff, but I like this better. Yeah, this doesn't have any of the um like um adaptogens. adaptogens in it. It's just like it's just carbonated juice. Pretty much it's nine percent juice. Well, I don't know what the rest of it is. <laughs> carbonated water, cane sugar, natural flavors, cranberry, orange, orange citrus, vegetable juice. It's just like a fun it is Juice. truly something spritzy. Yeah. I'd give it like an eight or a nine. I'll give it a seven. Okay. Seven and a half out of Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. All right. This is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game. And this week, it's Citizens Arrest. Citizens Arrest. And I already know what mine is. Me too. Oh, really? Yes, you okay. go first. Oh, mine are, mine's really easy, and I've also potentially already done it, but to go circle back onto me trying to be a 16-year-old. Uh-huh. Well, not 16-year-old. I'm trying to be a cool 18 uh-huh. to 20-something. Uh-huh. <laughs> Low-rise jeans. Come on! Citizens I, arrest on them? Yes! Yeah. I can't yeah. do it. No. Okay, but here's— My cosplaying stopped at a at a mid-rise. The mid—well, here's the thing. So I once saw on TikTok, I'm like, a lot of these girlies who are wearing—who are claiming to be wearing low-rise, I'm like, those are not low-rise jeans. They're, they're mid-rise. Okay, that's what I think, too. Yes, they think that they're low-rise. They are not. They're, because they're not wearing what we wore. No, 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 no. We wore something where the zipper was a, th- a quarter of an inch long. I had to sit in class, kind of tilted. Yes. You know, like kind of like that. Yes. Because if I sat, your fully whole ass erect, came out. My whole at whole like yes whole ass yes. Not a little bit of my- the way you had to bend down like backwards <laughs> to pick something up. Yes. Because your entire ass would come out. These girls are not doing that. No. They're not actually living. They're not walking the walk. They're talking no, the no, talk. No. They're not walking the walk. Yeah. See, their perce- again, their perception is skewed <laughs> because I think they've seen high-rise jeans and they think, oh, so low-rise is actually mid-rise. Yeah. When the true low-rise is... There might, there's, might as well not even be a zipper. It just... there. Because- <laughs> honestly, might as well not be a zipper. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> They don't. They don't know how it feels to have a muffin top. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you're put. You're 
cramming the jeans closed at a place that they shouldn't be closed. Should not. It's like the widest part of your body. You're like, <laughs> yes, trying to yes, but so your jeans. It doesn't up. work. It doesn't work. So I have determined. I'm like, oh, it's mid rise. Yeah, they're mid rise. It's just straight yeah. up mid rise. I would love to see them put on a pair of the this tight painted on <laughs> tight low rise jeans. Yeah. Of 2007. Also, now when you think about it, that's why our shirts were so long. You know those like undershirts? Because the tunics. They were so... (laughs) The proportions of how long my shirt was to how little pants I was wearing. Everybody's torsos (laughs) looked so fucking long. So fucking long. Such an interesting era. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, I was actually comfortable in my mid-rise. Yeah. But... Any lower than that? No. What am I? What are we doing? No, no. And like the butt has to be so short. Like Wait, whose ass is that short? Yeah, it just <laughs> like literally. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it really, really never was a great, <sighs> a great look. <laughs> I wish I could find some of my old high school jeans. I wish I could find some. Oh, my God. I remember this one pair of American Eagle jeans that I had that were so tight <laughs> that you could barely bend your knees. <laughs> I know exactly. Especially if they came out of, like, the wash. Yes. You could barely bend your knees. And I'm talking a centimeter long fly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would take them off, and I would have lines in my legs from the stitches. Oh, yeah. 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 Because they were so tight. <laughs> and I remember my mom saying to me one time, like, I feel like that's going to, like, affect your fertility or something. Like, those are way too tight. <laughs> and the button's, like, straight up on your fallopian tubes. <laughs> just, like, crushing you in there. And she was like, it just seems, like, really, like, too tight. <laughs> like, I don't know if you're getting circulation. <laughs> I crying. Oh, they were so tight. It was really bad. Ooh, okay. So that's really my bad. citizen arrest. Yes. My citizen's arrest is on overcorrecting the temperature. Oh, so my God. Idea. If it's hot outside and you go inside and it is sub-zero. Yeah. Or if it's cold outside and you go in and it's an inferno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that it doesn't matter. Like, the clothes that you're wearing to be... Yeah. It doesn't work out. Are you saying this like when you're going into like a store, you're going into like a... Stores or theaters or sometimes uh, people's houses? I, I would say I'm kind of guilty of that in my own home. Office buildings? Uh-huh. Freezing. Oh, so cold. So cold. And if it's hot outside, it's like, does it need to be... This oh, Some restaurants? Yeah. Does it need to be 32 <laughs> degrees in here? Yeah, yeah. Like, the overcorrections, too, like, we don't need it to go that hard. Have you ever, ever been in a car with me when I'm, I think one of my, like, little ticks is the temperature controls in a car. Oh, my God. I cannot get enough of it. I go down, 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 up, 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 down, down, Oh, down, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I'll never settle on <laughs> On just one. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, it has to, you know, it, it adapts with, because sometimes. It does. Things change. You'll blast the air when you first get in there, and then you're like, oh, it's freezing. We and I need to bring it down. Now the sun's hit it, and now now I gotta yeah. bring it back. Oh, up. I do it all day. Just yep. correcting that totally. shit. Totally. <laughs> also, I do that with the seats. 
I'm like, yeah. the seat warmer on. And I'm like, oh, nope, off. <laughs> and then I have the seat cooler thing. So I'm like, got to cool. hit the seat cooler. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> now I got to turn that off. But I'll pump up the, I'll go to 67 on the AC. It's a constant. I can never get it just right. It never will be. All right, you guys. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. And we'll be back next week with another one. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.